Reds fans, welcome back to the Let's Talk Liverpool podcast. Hope you guys have had a great weekend. Another fantastic result for us to keep this uh, unbeaten run going for us. It's now, I think, up to 31 Premier League games over the end of last season and the beginning of this season, which I think has joint the record or tied the record, uh, joint the record or beaten the record of the 88 team. And we, I don't know, because obviously I, I wasn't alive, but that 88, that 80s team of Liverpool was one of the most formidable in the country and in the world. So matching that is a huge achievement for, for Klopp uh, and his team at the moment, just showing like how how well we are playing and how consistent we've been for so long. Um, and obviously with City, you know, drawing against Newcastle, John Joe, John Joe Shelby being an absolute hero, um, it meant all the pressure was on us to get the three points against Brighton to extend that lead. Obviously Leicester playing, uh, well, when this video is going out today, um, against Everton, so hopefully Everton can do us a do us a do us a solid favour here before we can hopefully then roll them over in midweek, um, in the first set of midweek Premier League games of the season. But um, but yeah, so Brighton coming Brighton coming to Anfield was always going to be a difficult game. We haven't necessarily performed as well against them uh, last season in particular, and I think one that's obviously down to us and and you know us not playing at our best, but also I think Brighton have a role to play in that as well. I think there are. They play in a way that makes it quite difficult for us to to express ourselves, um, and we found that very difficult. You know, last season I think we only won one nil uh, both at home at Anfield and away at, at the Amex. So it just shows that we we did kind of struggle against them, but you know ultimately we did pick up the six points, and and that was very much the case um, in in the game. We we started off very very well, but we got kind of a bit nervy towards the end of the game. And uh, you know we end up kind of just crawling over the line rather than rather than running through the, running through and, and steaming over the line. But but nevertheless, it is another three points that keeps us unbeaten this season, and uh, just keeps this train marching on. Um, so yeah, everything everything right, everything right now seems to be going in our favour, and I think we have to be obviously prepared for a point in the season where things maybe don't all go for us. Um, but I think right now we're we're developing that buffer where we can afford things to maybe not go our way for a couple of games and still be able to have a gap uh, to the chasing pack, whether that be Leicester or Man City. So um, yeah, it was the first half was was kind of very Liverpool dominant. Uh, we made we had a handful of chances. Uh, Firmino having a shot that was greatly, uh, really, really well saved by uh, Matt Ryan. Uh, Mane having a chance as well. But it was actually two headers from uh, the big man himself from the back, Virgil van Dijk. Um, and actually two assists from uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold that, that got us the two goals. Um, obviously, a two-goal lead is is obviously... Oh, the one goal lead is obviously the most precarious, but a two goal lead is 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 kind of a tough position to be in as well because one goal uh, to the opposition really kind of changes the uh, the momentum of the game. Um, and so us not being able to put away a third, be it in the first half or the second half, um, actually kind of made things a little little more difficult for us. But we'll get to the second half a little later on. But yeah, in the first half we we were we were actually playing probably a lot better than we played for a lot of the past month, um, and it was. It was two set pieces from Trent Alexander-Arnold, who I think I don't know the exact stats, but is he's taken a um, a big lead, I think, ahead of Robbo in the in their little assist race uh, this season. Um, so it was one was a free kick um, from the inside right channel, and Van Dyke kind of just 
the, I think the Brighton line just dropped way too early. I think they were they held a very good, pretty good line on the on the penalty box, but they just dropped too quickly, which allowed Trent to just pop the ball in there and Van Dijk able to power a header in. Uh, and then the second goal was a corner from the left. Uh, whipped in with great amounts of pace from Trent Alexander-Arnold. It was the right height, it was the right pace, and pretty much all Virgil van Dijk had to do was get his head on it, and the keeper had no chance. And so we found ourselves 2-0 up, um, making lots of chances, and things were, you know, going pretty well. Um, they Brighton did have a very good chance where the ball came in from the left, um, and I think Lewis Dunk, who was their centre-back, uh, maybe this was a game in which just centre-backs... Uh, you know, could score. But um, yeah, he missed it. He fluffed a really, really good chance uh, towards the end of the first half, um, which would have been very interesting had they scored then. I think that actually probably would have been a good thing for us because I did think maybe we got a little bit complacent and just took our foot off the gas a little bit in the second half. But um, but yeah, in the first half, I definitely think we should have scored a few more goals. I think Firmino had the chance, as I mentioned earlier. Mane had another chance where the ball kind of came to him off a Brighton player uh, in the six-yard box, but it was straight at the goalkeeper. And um, although obviously missing those chances, I think going in at halftime, Klopp and Liverpool and I was also very happy. You know, two 0 up at home. You know, you didn't you didn't foresee um, you know too many struggles or anything. But you know, credit to credit to Brighton, they they really changed things changed um, changed things up in the second half. They came out with a bit more purpose. Um, they obviously play the ball well. They they obviously get the ball long when they can, but but also they play through midfield really well as well. Um, and they started imposing themselves on us in the second half. And, and, and just as time go, time went on, uh, they, they created a couple of chances, but we just got um, a bit nervy um, and we just weren't able to control the game probably in the way we would have wanted to uh, or the way we have in, you know, in previous seasons and actually in sometimes this season as well. But that all that kind of nerves was summed up by the one, by the shambolic sending off and two, by the goal. So just touching on the sending off first. Um, I think obviously Allison, you know, we've praised Allison so much for for you know being that sweeper and when the ball goes over the top, um, him being able to come out and clear the ball, which allows Van Dijk and Lovren to play a high line. But occasions like this is kind of when it goes a bit wrong, uh, and he came out and I think the ball just maybe bounced shorter than he expected or, or it didn't bounce as much or whatever. Um, so he kind of had no choice but to handle the ball, uh, otherwise the Brighton striker was going to play into an empty net and. Um, Obviously, no arguments with the sending off. It's a go- it's a goalkeeper handling the ball outside the box. There's always going to be a red card. Um, that obviously does mean he's going to miss the derby. Um, but Adrian came on, and obviously Adrian had played you know the the beginning part of the season really because uh, because of Allison's injury. And I think actually going forward for us, um, having Allison uh, out at the beginning of the season and Adrian coming in was actually well, might actually be a, a blessing in disguise to Liverpool because going into this period of the season, even though it is only a couple of games, um, being able to have Adrian kind of experienced with the back four, knowing how to play with them, um, is a big is a big plus and a big bonus for us. Um, but when he did come on, things were a little bit shaky. You know, I think Klopp said in his press conference, you know, it was difficult for a player to come in from the cold. Uh, it was a very cold day. Um, and that kind of very much showed, right, with the free kick. I, I don't know what we were doing, um, I think maybe we were just feeling a bit entitled that the referee would just take our time, let us set the wall and, you know, and, and do all of this stuff and take our time. But, but you know, fair play to Brighton, right? Like, you know, they, they weren't taking any prisoners. Lewis Dunk was, you could see him talking to the referee. You could, you could almost guess what he was saying. He was, can I take it? And uh, he did take it. It, was very, it reminded me of that, um, obviously not as impressive, but that Thierry Henry free kick ages ago. I think it was against Wigan where he was talking to the referee. The referee actually made him retake it, but... Um, 
uh, yeah, it was very much like that. And, and he kind of just rolled the ball into the corner. And uh, it was it's another yet another game where we weren't able to keep a clean sheet. But this one was all very much from our making. I think uh, just, you know, keeping switched on and things like that. Fortunately, it didn't cost us in this game, but it could cost us in the future. So, um it was it's important that we don't have that feeling of you know feeling entitled and that referees and teams are just going to respect us so much they're not even going to try and things like that so i think that was a really good wake up call um luckily it didn't go on to cost us any points um that's the probably the best lesson you can you can have where it doesn't actually cost you anything but um but it was still a wake up call and uh, just you know it just shows that we need to be uh, on it a little more um, and we can't just kind of rest on our laurels uh, when we're two 0 up or, or whoever against any opposition that is, um, whether they're top off the table, bottom off the table, whatever. So, um, but yeah, so another another player that uh, actually Klopp singled out in in one of his press conferences, which I was really glad he did because we actually shouted him out uh, on last week's episode of Let's Talk Liverpool, and that was Dejan Lovren. He had another. Uh, solid week for Liverpool, obviously getting the equalising goal against Napoli, which was a huge goal. Um, having the lost that, if we had lost that game, we would have had to do a lot more in Salzburg uh, than we we're already going to have to do. So that was a huge goal. But again, he played another huge role in defence again against Brighton. Um, the partnership he's had with with uh, with Virgil Van Dijk since Matip's been out has been huge, and I think actually Matip will struggle to get back into the team now. That's how good Lovren's been. Um, and he's shutting Joe Gomez completely out of the team. Joe Gomez is is nowhere near the first team right now because of that good partnership and the way Lovren is playing, um, both individually and as a partnership with Van Dijk. So, um, yeah, I think that was really positive to see again as well. And I'm, I'm glad that that uh, Lovren, you know, is receiving that recognition from the manager because he has genuinely been really, really good. Um, so that was that was really good to see. Um, I, I get the the one part of the team which actually surprisingly was kind of off a bit yesterday, was the front three. And obviously, you know, they're allowed off days. They carry so much of the load for us normally. But um, yeah, obviously Mane and Firmino did have one or two chances, but um, they kind of just maybe seemed off it a bit. Maybe, obviously because of the, the amount of games they're playing, maybe they need a rest. I'm not sure. Obviously, we've got the derby in the midweek, which I don't think they'll be rested for. But um, yeah, I think we could do with something something different and maybe the the trip uh to the sunny sunny Qatar may help um but it did look like and maybe they'll bounce back against Everton and this is not a point but maybe the front three just need a bit of rotation um just to freshen them up a bit uh Mo Salah's been a bit off the boil Sadio Mane's been obviously very impressive and Firmino again as well obviously with his link up play but not necessarily chipping in with as many goals even though he did get the winner against uh, Crystal Palace last week, so maybe maybe that's something. Maybe that's not. I'm not sure. Uh, time will tell whether they are. Maybe they do. Maybe need a rest or not. Um, but the other part of the team that I think the most eyes were on uh, in the Brighton lineup and the way we played, based on the Fabinho injury, was the midfield. Um, so in this game, Henderson played the kind of number six or holding defense, holding defensive midfielder role. Uh, I think that's what we expected. You know, that's where Henderson was maybe, you know, a year ago, um, but until Klopp realized kind of that right-hand side channel was where, he, where it allowed him to get a bit more forward, actually benefited the team and Henderson more. But obviously Henderson can play that, that number six position. Um, he's a bit of a different, obviously a different player to Fabinho. Um, he's a bit more kind of, uh, he's not necessarily got the, maybe the passing range of Fabinho and does maybe, doesn't maybe cut out as many balls um, as Fabinho does, but he's still a very, very good deputy. 
Um, but also we've seen so far this season Lalana play in that position as well. So if you cast your minds back to the uh, EFL Cup game against uh, Arsenal, um, Klopp decided to play Lalana in that number six position, um, which I was he actually played really well. And, I, and I'd be interested to see whether Klopp reverts um, just in terms of his midfield rotation to allow Lalana to play in that number six position uh, over the coming weeks, particularly against teams where we expect to dominate the ball a bit more. Um, I, I think that that would be a really good different option for us. But I think also this injury allows uh, the likes of Shakiri, who's come back to fitness, and Naby Keita to really step up to the plate this season. Neither of them have really featured much this season. Um, and they obviously did good things for us towards the tail end of last season, both of them. But now this is the perfect opportunity for them to step up. They have they have the opportunity now. We will, we will no, undoubtedly have to rotate the squad over the coming games between all the competitions we have to handle. Obviously, we've got that final Champions League group game as well where we need a result or just a draw against Salzburg. Then obviously the Premier League games, then the Club World Cup, and then we come back and then we have that busy Christmas period um, just post-Christmas into the new year. So they will need to play a role in that, uh, and I'll be interested to see whether Klopp um, kind of rotates it much or does just stick with his tried and tested trio kind of, of, of Wijnaldum, um, Henderson and actually I think Oxley Chamberlain is probably top of that top of that list at the moment but um, but yeah that's the shout out to Klopp for this week hope you guys have enjoyed this episode uh, if you guys make sure you subscribe to both the podcast and the YouTube channel if you're already here thank you guys for listening and I'll catch you on a review of the Everton game <laughs>